Welcome, everybody. And there's Anthony. Bring you up here, bro. Invited. Bro, nifty. What's happening, man? Yo, yo. Welcome to JavaScript Jam Live. We do this every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, this is how we do it, okay? So, hope y'all are ready. Today we're gonna be talking about some fun stuff. I'll let Anthony get into that here in a minute. But I just wanna start by saying, if you're listening to this recording, thank you. If you're here live, thank you. And whether you're a beginner or whether you're advanced, at web development or anything just development related. Thank you so much. We wanna hear from everybody, okay? You are a part of this too, all right? So be sure, in all seriousness, be sure to please request to come on up. We'd love to hear from you. Whether it's a fact, statement, question, concern, an opinion, it doesn't matter. We wanna hear from you. So. Come on up, okay? In fact, actually, that often, very so often, increases the value that we all get to experience and receive from these lives when you all participate and have fun with us. Not only value for those listening, but also value for those here talking so appreciate you all right moving forward let's get started with state of node js performance and bun yeah, version point six look at that exciting stuff here if y'all don't know what i'm talking about then maybe you should be getting our newsletter that's a good segue Check out our newsletter. Go to javascriptjam.com. Sign up right now so that you can get all the nitty-gritty details about the amazing things in JavaScript world and web development from our dear, awesome homie, Anthony, who spends so much time contributing to it, putting this together to give y'all some extra free value that's right we're not charging for this newsletter it's all for you guys cool go get it don't miss out and that way you can join us every week and know what we're going to be talking about ahead of time so you can have some fun contribute to the conversation or just know what the heck we're talking about when we're talking about it and be able to check out links and stuff cool all right my name is Scott. I am the technical community manager at Edgeo and co-host of this here awesome JavaScript Jam podcast. Woo -woo. And Anthony, who are you? My name is Anthony Campolo, and I am a developer advocate at Edgeo. Awesome. Sweet. What are we going to talk about today, dude? I just uh, replied with 
the newsletter and now it's pinned. Nice. Yeah, we had two very performance focused stories for this week. I always find benchmarking pretty interesting and someone on there's what's called the No Technical Steering Committee. It's like the official team that works on it. One of the members put together this really huge blog post and benchmark of all of the different things you do in Node and how they compare across versions 16, 18, and 20. So those are each of the long-term releases. And the idea is we hopefully get faster and improvements from one version to another. And for the most part, that's true, but there's actually some places where there is regressions from 16 to 18 to 20. So it's both good to let developers know where some bottlenecks are and then also identify potentially bottlenecks for the core team themselves to fix. So hopefully the some of the regressions that they identified will be handled. But yeah, it was interesting for me because it gets really into the guts of all of the little things you do with Node because people use Node as a CLI, they use it as an HTTP server, they use it for lots of different things. And this really breaks down each individual method or function you would do. And I thought this went along well with Bun because the whole idea with Bun is that the creator, Jared, did a similar thing where he like maniacally benchmarked all of these different things you can do with Node and then found ways to optimize them using a different runtime. So there's lots of benchmarks you can now run across Node versus Bun or across Node versus Bun versus Dino. So there's no shortage of fun metrics to get into. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. There's a lot of similarities there. That's interesting. Yeah, and so there's these internal benchmarks that, that are used, it looks like, right? There's FS events, HTTP miscellaneous, module streams, URL buffers, utility. So that's pretty cool. So the it's based on like file system, the event classes, server and parser, startup time, streams creation, buffer operations, all that good stuff. And there, it looks like, all the results were published in the main repository of State of Node.js Performance 2023. So there's a repo on all this. You can find it on that link that we shared above there in the Jumbotron, like we call it. Uh, that's pretty cool. Then they talk about why, why yeah, they approached it's, it. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and it's not even the full thing. They're actually going, there's going to be a follow-up article specifically for things like Express and Fastify. So when you're actually running a node server to take HTTP traffic, that's its own kind of separate benchmark. Mm -hmm. So I'll be curious to see once that gets published. And it's also worth noting that this was run on like a single AWS instance. So you could even get into optimizing different like machines, virtual machines and different ways of kind of like seeing different clouds and their performance so yeah. you could do a whole matrix of different things but this it like controls for just imagine we're running a node server on a linux box which i think is a nice kind of general bench line that's interesting so i wonder if they're going to even more so go wider because it sounds like that's deeper right like with 
that's also wider at the same time. I don't know, <clears throat> excuse me, with like Express and stuff like that, but comparing it to other things out there, Express, not only comparing it against itself and the years following, but also to other things out there <laughs> would be cool to see. Yeah, because you could have like, you want to test node libraries on top and then you want to test like non-node runtimes against it. So yeah. things like edge runtimes, Cloudflare workers, or that, that type of stuff. Yeah, that would be cool to see for sure. Yeah. That's where it gets confusing, though, because there's not a one-to-one mapping always no. node APIs to those other ones. <laughs> yeah. Then it gets confusing. Then you introduce other perf issues, potentially, and whatever. Yeah, but the main thing for this is it was really about comparing across different versions of node. And I always find this stuff interesting because like, I'm constantly switching between different versions of node just to get projects to run on my computer and... It would be nice to even be at a point where I could actually decide to use one for a performance benefit, but usually it's just like, this one doesn't run, so I'm going to switch this. <laughs> now it runs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. Yep. Very true. Go back to version 8. What? Jeez. That's the only way it works. I don't know. <laughs> mm, cool, man. Yeah, this is very informative. Pretty awesome. <clears throat> and then for bun version 0.6, there is now the bun bundler. So this is, so the point of bun is to have a like unified dev experience, Dino or Rome. So having a bundler built in, which allows you to just bundle your projects has been one of the big things that they've been missing. And so now you can actually just bundle it as a single executable and you don't even need to necessarily have the bun dependency to to run it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And it gives you different targets. You can set it for a node target or a browser target, going back to node APIs aren't always in right. more native JavaScript runtimes, and then there's a bun target. So I'm assuming that's going to be for when Oven comes out, which is like bun's hosting platform. That would only make sense. Yeah, because I don't know where else you would even run like bun's runtime unless you just put it in a Docker container. Yeah, and for what? Or what use case? <laughs> yeah, yeah, interesting. That's pretty cool. I'm just reading through what the what you put in the newsletter here, and it also includes the bun bundler includes experimental support for React server components. So that's pretty interesting because that's some that everyone's trying to figure out how to get it to work in their projects right now. Yep. Yeah, I saw Dan talking about something the other day. I know. I'm sorry we don't have docs yet. This sucks. But I've written many things on Twitter and threads. So maybe I could just compile those. Do you, What do you guys like most? <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. That's what we should create. We should create a AI scraper that scrapes 
Twitter threads that have keywords for particular things that are I see, and then formulates documentation from the thread. That'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of work, but yeah, <laughs> I've always got ideas. You gotta just you gotta just get the tweets and then feed those into the chat. So uh, yeah, it, it could be done for sure. I just not sure how relevant Anything the threads are can though. Be done. Yeah, and you'd have to figure out a way to pick the most relevant threads too. Yeah. Yes, sir, Bob. So. Anthony, where are you at nowadays? Where am I at nowadays? Yeah. Like physically? Yeah, physically. Are you still, are you uh, still, are you out and about? Oh, I'm, yeah, I got back from Colorado. I'm in St. Louis now. Awesome. Cool. Yep, I got to meet my nieces. Oh, that's good. Yep. And I met Jen, Jen Janelle. I saw that. <clears throat> that's exciting. It's Somebody bookmarked y'all. What I hear? Uh, yeah, yeah. They, they ended up removing it after we tweeted about it. Did so they really? Who knows? I almost bookmarked your tweet saying something about it just to see. <laughs> what you were saying. That's funny. Uh, anyway, cool. Sounds like a good time, man. Yeah, Jen's Do you ever bookmark tweets? Do, oh yeah, I do. And somebody said something about it the other day, just in general about. Okay, do you bookmark tweets? Okay, why do you do it? Have you ever actually gone back and looked at them? And I actually, I'm like guilty of doing this. I, anything that's like informative or something that's teaching me something, I'll bookmark it that I think I need to recall. But if I like already got the picture and don't need to recall it, then I don't bookmark it. But if I'm like, oh, I know I'm going to need to follow back up on that or refer to that, then I will bookmark it. And the funny thing is, I think I've only re referred to something maybe twice in my bookmarks <laughs> and I have a, so many of them, I'm sure. So yeah, it's almost, and I bet you this is like something that is so true. I bet that people who have lots of tabs on their browser are people that bookmark. <laughs> I, just, I just have an inkling. Anybody? Yeah, probably. Because I have lots of tabs open on my browser. <laughs> I don't know how many, like 20 right now. Too many. Yeah. Too many tabs. Is there ever too many tabs? All right. Exciting stuff. By the way, speaking of exciting stuff, obviously we're talking a little bit about state of note here. You can check out, if you're just joining us, you can check out the link we have up there on the Jumbotron is what we call it. But if you scroll up, you can see all the links there. There is one right there for you. It's for our newsletter. Don't forget to subscribe. And we talked about bun version 0.6 and the bun deller in the bun. Probably for oven later on. But yeah, lots of cool things there. But another thing cool coming up next week, Anthony and myself are going to be in Atlanta. Yes. Atlanta. Why Atlanta? Anthony, do you know why? Because it's a super sweet place with stuff and things. <laughs> yes, like the biggest aquarium, I think, in the United States is there, I believe. 
Really? Yeah. I know that. Yeah, I walked by it last time I was there, and I never went in. <laughs> no time for that. Swimming with the fishes. No, yeah. Things in places like Render ATL. That's where we're going to be. That's what we're going to be doing. Hanging out at Render ATL with all your favorite peoples. At least a lot of them, I'm sure. There's 80 plus speakers there, which is insane. There's like three stages going at once. Pretty slick. A lot of happening. Yes, every hour, three stages, three talks going at one time. It's going to be sweet. Last year, they had something similar. I think they had two or three stages last year, if I remember right. They had one outside and two inside. I th- yeah, I'm pretty sure it was three. Excuse me. Anyway, um, might have been two. <laughs> no, they did have three. I remember now. Yep. But yeah, there's also going to be lots of awesome activities after the main speaking events. So that'll be fun too. But we're going to be doing a live there as well, just like we do at every event we go to. So we're going to do a JavaScript Jam live, and we're going to get some of the speakers on. Right now, we for sure have James Q. Quick going to be joining us. Y'all know him. It's going to be a good time. And we've got several other people who are going to be doing podcasts with, too. And Nikki T. just joined us. Nikki T. He probably just got off a stream. Like, probably not that long ago, I'm assuming. Come up and join us, bro. Unless you're just done talking. <laughs> He's like, I just streamed for three hours. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but yeah, render's going to be fun. Nick, are you going to render? I think you are, right? Maybe. I think he is, yeah. yeah. But Nick will probably join us, I'm sure. Talk with us, maybe. Not holding you to it, bro. But if you want to. You can join us on our live at Render when we're there. Should be a good time. May 31st, Wednesday, 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, as always. Yeah. Yeah, you. Nick, quick question. Maybe you can't answer it. Maybe you can just type in the comments. But I can't chant at the moment. Might be free in a bit. Yes, going to render ATL. Awesome. Do you listen to spaces on desktop or are you constantly on mobile? Or do you have to make the shift when you want to talk and go back to mobile? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm usually on on mobile because it just makes sense. Awesome. I'm sure he's got a couple things going on. He's just listening in the background, I'm sure. On mobile at the moment, even when listening. Awesome. Yeah. I guess it makes it easier when you want to jump in and say something. That's what I do. Anthony, what about you? Are you normally listening to spaces on desktop and then just jump over later if you want to or what? I usually listen on mobile. Yeah. Yeah. Because hardly it used to be just because it had easier discovery, like you'd see spaces while you're on your phone. True. But now you can actually see spaces mm-hmm. on the desktop, right. which is pretty sweet. Yeah, that's true. Now they just need to make it where you can talk from there. 
Yeah. There are ways around it. There are ways around it. <clears throat> All right. Hold on one second here. Anthony, did you have anything else that you wanted to bring up about things going on that you've seen today on Twitter or anything like that? We should mention that also in the newsletter is the interview I did with Glauber and Eeyore at RemixCon. So that was super fun. We chatted about the edge and databases and frameworks. Glauber is the CEO of Chisel Strike slash Terso. And they are running SQLite at the edge. And then Igor works at Cloudflare, which is obviously another very big edge platform. Hey, we got Ishan. And yeah, it was a really fun conversation. We talked a little bit of history of where they started out. Uh, Glauber worked on the Linux kernel originally, which is pretty fascinating. And yeah, just chatting about edge stuff. So it was a good conversation (laughs) to be in. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll go ahead and post the link to that so people can go listen to it. It'll be in the Jumbotron and on the comments of this if you're listening to the recording. So. What's up, Ishan? What up, Ishan? Hey, guys. Sorry. I usually am able to keep this time very well protected from the slings and arrows of outrageous calendar invites. Um, I failed today, so I'm only here for a brief bit, but I, I, this is my favorite meeting of the week. Oh, it's because it's external facing. It's where we get to talk to the market and hear what's going on and what's top of mind and be really connected to the ecosystem. So that's what I love about it. So I don't know what point I came in, Anthony, it sounds like you're describing either an episode of FS Jam or a recording we'd done for JavaScript Jam. What, what was it? Yeah, I was talking about the interview I did at RemixConf with Lauber and Igor. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was that's great. I don't know if you guys where you were going next, but... I was curious yeah. if you... Because the newsletter was very perp It was. I don't know if you checked out the Node benchmark thing. I thought you would find that interesting. I, well, I, I was going to say, I don't know if you guys are getting to the newsletter, but I thought it was like, you wrote it just for me. You don't have to, you don't have to do that. Man. Probably right. did. Right. It's, or I'm rubbing off on you. But yeah, there was, there was a bunch of stuff. So there was the node performance, which was really great. But there was also the speed curve thing on performance budget. Which I think it's one of those like simple concepts people just need to internalize and use. It makes sense, but they don't do them. It's like working out. Yeah, that was the first time I had heard that term before, and it seemed like a pretty comprehensive article. Do you want to talk about what that is? Yeah, so performance budgets are really this idea that you, just like you have a budget in your in your company for what you spend on various departments, you have a budget of how much you're going to use up your compute or your load time on different types of things. And sometimes... Some things may go over budget, like you might put in a third-party tag, and now you're over budget. So it's a way that you build into your CI/CD tool a automated test. Usually, it's in your CI/CD. It could be also based on your ROM data that says we're we're going to be below some certain target. Like we want our LCP below two and a half seconds, and then you basically are automating detecting if you regress, Um, and then it sends you alert, and you're like, okay, we got to go look into this, and then you're over budget. One thing that's important to understand is it's not an aspirational target. Like you should be hitting it and it's designed to detect regressions. And I really like that. I think it was, that was written by Tammy 
who, yeah, who works at Speed Curve. And so you should look at it as a reasonable, achievable target. It's probably what you're doing now. I think she had a heuristic that was look at what you're doing in the last two to four weeks of data. Yeah, here it is. And then identify your worst number. And then just start by setting your performance budget for that number. And, you know, gradually over time, as you improve your performance, you can you can move that number and squeeze it lower. But it's a good place to start. The one thing I would say and augment to that is, you should have performance budgets around your core web vitals, largest contentful paint, first input delay and cumulative layout shift, and soon to be INP, which we talked about last week, which will be a new core web vital running out, coming out in about a year. And you should just baseline your performance budgets to those hard limits of where Google says that's bad. So in the case of LCP, two and a half seconds. If you're already meeting that, then obviously set that budget even lower. But I would just start by saying Google basically gave the web, a whole performance budget for those metrics, and you should tackle those. And then as you mature in your speed journey or your speed maturity of your organization, then you can start adding performance budgets around other metrics that are directly relevant to your particular experience, whether they're timings on specific elements or specific flows, you can add those. But I think it's really important because what often happens is People like the site slow, you spend, let's sprint, spend a sprint making the site faster. And then it's faster, but then a quarter later, somebody, the site's slow again. And it's like, how did this happen? If you had performance budgets, you'd know when you cross that threshold and you'd spring back into action. That's kind of like, it's a solution to a, actually an organizational problem, then it's really a technical thing. So I'll stop there, but hopefully that was helpful. How often do you see these actually used in the wild? It's a great question. There are a lot of people who will have it set up, but I don't know how much priority they put around it. So prior to, I'll answer it in a roundabout way. And I said this in a conference of about 18 months ago. The problem with performance is somewhat technical, but it's also social. It's people's lack of caring. Like performance can be the tragedy of the commons and people are like, okay, one extra millisecond. Imagine somebody adds a tag, a third-party tag to the website and suddenly it got slower. And marketing says this needs to be there, goes up to the chain of command and somebody's okay, let's move the budget to allow it. And then you have a, a slippery slope the next time another tag comes in and your performance budget goes the other way. And what I think Google really has, done, you know, when I said it's given the whole web a performance budget is they've they found a great leverage point, which is your search engine ranking, which for some sites is 50 or even 70% of their traffic, it comes from Google, will be affected by the speed of your website. So now you have to care. Yeah, you know uh, what? Yeah. I'm just going to use ChatGPT yeah. for searching from now on and through Google. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how ChatGPT is. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. It might wait its hallucinations based on how fast it is. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah, so what I find honestly is that people care about core of vitals. I would say more. In fact, they will use that as a de facto performance budget. And the other great thing about performance budgets, sorry, core of vitals as the basis, like the first baseline of it, is you can see how you rank against your competitors. So like you can look, uh, like search for the keywords that are important for your business, and then you see who's ranking, and then you can go look, are they faster than you? That might be why they're ranking above you. Like you can make a very informed decision and it, it gave like a full transparency to the market. And so that's why it tends to get a lot of attention.
I actually have to drop for another meeting, but that's my quick take. Sweet. Thanks for the nuggets. Sure. And I look forward to seeing you guys next week when you are live at Render ATL. Highly encourage everyone to tune in for that. I am I am so excited yep. and I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. Thanks, Ishan. Oh yeah. Thanks, guys. Good luck. Appreciate it. I think we should just have a bunch of small micro sites that are very minimalistic. And then just have the best performance ever and just be very like specific to what the need is for like niche down on every single page, <laughs> like super niche it. I don't know. That's the kind of thing nowadays anyway, when it comes to creating courses and things like that, like being very niche, right? So maybe we just put a very specific topic on one page and only dig into those things and not make it super fancy. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's like forums back in the day. That's what Google just wants. Bare bones information. Google just wants forums. Just bare bones forum information. Anyway. Cool. That was fun. Thanks for joining us there for a minute, Ishan. Well, we're about the halfway mark here. Thank you so much for joining us. This is what we do every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We get on here and talk about web development, JavaScript stuff, all that related topics. You can check out our newsletter, javascriptjam.com. Go ahead and sign up for it, and you will see the things we'll be talking about that week and also into the future. Don't miss out on it. Good stuff. Anthony puts some time in it to, to, to give you some value there. What's next? What's next on the... You want to talk about more render stuff? Are there like satellite events or things that we're going to be looking at or potentially going to? Yeah, there's a ton of stuff, man. I Whenever I went last year, I, I like usually just feel out what, like, I'll, I don't know, like I'll start to connect with some people while I'm there. Obviously, I already know some people, but then there's also some people I don't. So I make new connections and it all depends on what those connections turn into or what those, what, what I'm trying to do with them. If I'm just trying to continue growing relationships I already have or building new ones and, or both at the same time, maybe, maybe you all go to the same place, but like after events, man, it's, there's usually too many things to choose from. <laughs> so you just need to really hone in on what everybody else is doing and say, okay, these people are going this place or these people are going that place. Which one do I want to do? Pros and cons of everything. Just, yeah. But as far as what's going on, holy cow. I'm not going to go through the entire schedule, but there is an ATL tech week now, actually. So they just like officialized this a week or so ago. I can't remember exactly when, but I think it was a week or so ago. And so it, there is now just like Miami, right? When we react Miami. Miami had a tech week going on that week when there was like that huge tech conference with 20,000 people. <laughs> ATL now has this tech week. They're, now they're going to be doing more things all over the place. In fact, actually, they're kicking off something. It's sponsored by Pronghorn, it looks like, in the evening of the 30th, which is kind of like the night before the, the actual event starts on the 31st. It's, and it's a rooftop thing. Which actually is funny because one of the big things they did, is this at the roof? 
this is ATV roof. I don't know what that means, but oh, Atlanta Tech Village rooftop. I'm not sure what that is, but there was this place that they did this big old rooftop party at last time that was pretty cool. So it's like a standing tradition at this point, I think, <laughs> where they take things off with this. But this is for Tech Week, which, by the way, they like have gone through and I don't know, done something with the mayor and all kinds of stuff to make that a reality for Atlanta. So it's pretty legit. And let's see, workshops are on the 31st. And there's a lot of them, by the way, lots of workshops, all things from making design systems, AI in React, AI for JavaScript, using TensorFlow, blah, blah, blah. There's so many different things. Reactivity deep dive with Vue. TypeScript, of course, that would be in there somewhere. Decentralized stuff, so some Web3 things. There's React apps again, but with Shopify stuff. And no, that is not from Kent, the Don, <laughs> or Remix. It's actually, it is, I guess it could be using Remix and they're just not talking about it because it says it's, Hussein, I don't know if you've heard of him or not. I think I'm pronouncing that wrong, but anyway, it's sponsored by Shopify. And so it's interesting. We'll see what they talk about in that workshop. But all these are on the 31st and they all go from 10 to 5. So you got to choose which one you want to go to. <laughs> and I think the first thousand people who purchased a ticket are going to be able to access these workshops for free. They didn't have to buy a workshop ticket. But if you were after the first thousand, you have to buy a workshop ticket to get in. To these workshops and you probably already know that if you're going but yeah lots of good names here evan you right he's doing vjs stuff adam rackus kevin jones yeah chance strickland there but yeah lots of cool things for the workshops and then you know there's lots of other like things that if you're part of vip or like this scholarship program that they had or whatever then they have like other networking and brunch things and things like that. There's another thing for like VIP. I think there was like a VIP dinner or something, which is at the Westin in ATL is where they're holding is the official like hotel for this whole thing. And actually they're doing the workshops in the hotel, but the actual event is happening at America's Mart. So that'll be, but which by the way, there's like an underground tunnel to get from the West into America's Mars. So that should be kind of cool. I don't know. This is interesting. Should be pretty neat. But yeah, there's like a VIP thing at the Sundial restaurant, which is on the night of the 31st. So after workshops for like VIP folks and stuff like that. I don't know if that's supposed to be like, it says night of glamour and celebration. <laughs> glamour. I don't know. Should I, do I have to wear a tux for that? <laughs> I don't know. But that's one other thing is they love at Render. They've really created this kind of culture around like things to wear too. Cause they, so they have, they have themes for each day. Uh, so like the first day, oh, I have to look at it again. I don't recall what they are, but I know the second day is cosplay. Uh, oh, first day is Jersey day. And actually Render has their own Jersey that they, I don't know if they had it the first year that they did it, but they had it the second year last year which is super cool. And you can, you can actually buy the jersey on their site, but it's like a hundred bucks. <laughs> but uh, anywho, so you can wear your jersey or whatever you want to do. 
you don't have to participate in any of it, but it's interesting a culture that they've created around it. So there's also like a big kind of thing with dressing up, looking nice for these events afterwards. Sometimes it doesn't have to be. Um, there's plenty of people who just go in like cargo shorts and a t-shirt. So who cares? But it's fun to partake in if you like doing that kind of thing. There's lots of this, the talks and things. There's This one's actually going to be interesting. I think generative AI, a builder's guide. So I'm not sure exactly what he's going to be using. So this is Banjo. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Obey Ami, I think. But he's with AWS. I met him actually at Render last year. Super nice guy. And so he's going to be going into generative AI, going through the history of generative AI, exploring key concepts, such as like word embeddings, language models, et cetera. Lots of cool things there. But if you want to find out more, just go to renderatl.com forward slash schedule. And you can see all the awesome things going on over those three days, 31st, 1st, and 2nd, coming up very soon here. If you haven't gotten a ticket, I would suggest it because honestly, this is one of the biggest tech events of the year. And they have so much going on there. It, even if you maybe recently lost your job or are looking for a new job or whatever. They have things about that too. Like it's not just going there to hear talk and learn some things. And obviously I always say a big proponent of these events is networking. And that could be for your job. That could be for you personally. That could be many different things. And one of those things is the ability to potentially have the opportunity to meet an employer. And they actually do actually have a decent focus on this. They have the ability for you to submit a resume into their system and stuff like that. And that if you want, when you buy your ticket, I think they have that availability to say whether you're interested or not. And if you are, you can put in a resume or whatever, and they'll push it out to to different people there. Now, <laughs> and the reason why I say this is I think it would behoove you to do so if you are interested and are looking because they have huge sponsors, right? And so many of them, so many of the names that we all know or love have grown to know over the years. I mean, <laughs> it's insane, like how many logos that they get uh, going to these, this event. It's pretty impressive, to say the least. They've got Delta Airlines, they've got AWS, Uber, Wix, Dropbox, CircleCI, Google Fiber, Capital One, Zillow, Home Depot, Intuit, Netflix, GitHub, Carrot. So they got everything from just like tech to fintech to retail to <laughs> real estate to banking, fintech, right? Yeah, and more. And even dev tools, right? It's crazy the amount of logos they have. It would definitely be a great opportunity. We got Nikki T up here, by the we way. We do, yes. What's I heard up? the ding. Nikki T, what's up, man? How are you doing, brother? What are you looking forward to at Render? What have you been up to? You don't have to answer that last part first yet. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> How's it going? Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited for Render. It was like we were. I saw you both of you at Remix Conf. That that kind of came last minute for me, just because I'd worked on the Remix integration with Netlify. Work sent me there, in which was great. That was my first in-person conference, and originally my first in-person conference was going to be Render, but I'm totally cool with Coda Two now. But yeah, the, the reason why I signed up for Render was because like I knew there would be a lot of people there that. I've only ever really interacted with on Twitter or some of them I might've done Twitch streams with, but I just basically like 
our education stipend at work allows us to use it towards one conference a year if you want to for part of it. So I use that to do that because I won't lie, the ticket is a little pricey. True. But basically, I was just banking on this is the one conference I'm going to this year. And it was, I'm sure there'll be great talks and stuff for sure. But I'm really most excited just to meet a lot of people who I've only ever met in the matrix. Yeah, totally. I understand that. Everybody who's anybody, everybody who's not anybody, it's going to be there. It's a huge event. And they've done a really good job at organizing it and really creating an atmosphere for networking and growth. And just, just a good time. Yeah, I'm excited for it too, man. And I'm excited that we get to see you again. Yeah, two for two. It's, I've never, never met either of you that it's like I've seen you twice now. And yeah. It's funny too because Colby Fayok, who I was doing the Twitch stream with before, yeah. I've only ever spoken to him on Twitter. So we're doing the, we did the Twitch stream today and then I was laughing because I'm like, we're doing a Twitch stream today. I'm going to see you next week at Render. And then there's also a front end test fest, which is a front end testing online conference. And we're both on a panel there. So it's like I went from zero Colby to like 100% Colby <laughs> in my life. That's awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. It's once you kind of get in on doing these events and more things, it's like you just start bumping into a lot of similar faces. But also, there are plenty of new ones to continue to meet as well. As you know. Yeah. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. I'm excited for it, man. Uh, yeah. We should all figure out a time where we can go grab a bite or something during the busyness of render. Should be fun. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. I'm sure we can figure something out. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Folks, if you haven't like decided at this point, you're probably not going, but <laughs> after all that talk in there uh, of me pushing it out there, obviously, yes, we are like a media, we're doing a media collaboration. I like to call it with render. We had we have a couple people on talking on the live and we're going to do a live there with some of the other speakers and stuff like that, but we're not doing it. They're not paying us to do it per se, but we're just, we are doing this with events that we really enjoy going to anyway, right? Like I went to render last year, old, paid full price to go to there and everything. In fact, paid for a FOMO ticket, <laughs> just like yeah. last second, which was super expensive. But, and, you know, we paid to go to Remix last year and all that stuff, right? All these things that we've been doing with events over the last couple months now with Anthony and I, it's all been because we really do enjoy those events that we've gone to and we have a lot to do with them and stuff. So. Really excited for the relationship that we have built with them and and how we've become a little bit of a thread in the fabric. So excited for that. That and I heard you're giving out free potato chips. So if you need another reason to go to render, get those free, chips. Free potato chips. <laughs> now I got to find potato <laughs> chips somewhere. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Potato chips, y'all. You heard it. Nikki T is going to be giving to our fund for that thanks for being the first one uh, the first one to give for that appreciate it yeah. i got good connections with the potato mafia or the tuber mafia oh, awesome <laughs> nice <laughs> yes sir cool man well, folks anthony do you have anything else you want to wrap up talk about render or anything that you're excited about yeah no i think that probably covers it Something totally unrelated, though, I just got Langchain, which is an open AI 
kind of like meta framework running on Edgeo. What? So that's super cool. Nice. You have to do a cool stuff, man. You have to do a, a a stream on that or something, or at least recorded. Oh yeah. Yeah. There will be many a content. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I know you've been digging a lot into AI lately, so I'm really excited to see the things you got coming forward. Just to, you know, as far as streaming goes and everything that's going to happen with that, because I'm I don't know. I'm just me personally. Anything that I see AI wise, I'm just really excited for. <laughs> I'm ready to see some cool things happen, which a lot of cool things are happening and have happened. But I can't wait to see more from people that I know <laughs> that are doing it. Right. So. Really looking forward to seeing what you got going on there, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right, y'all. If you do go to Render, be sure to find myself and Anthony and Nikki T there. And we'll be more than happy to say hey and chat for a bit. And yeah, whatever you want to do. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. We love y'all. Appreciate everything. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter, JavaScriptJam.com. And next week, be sure to join us because we will be live at Render ATL with several speakers from Render. So if you got questions, if you got comments, if you got things you want to say to the speakers, ask them of, be sure to join us because we will be doing this, you know, open mic atmosphere as always. All right. Love y'all. And we'll see you next week. Can't believe it already in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Thank y'all. We love you and we'll see you in the next one. Peace.